The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Lynette's Shrimp House, located in Highland Park. It's Metro Detroit's premier destination, serving juicy fried shrimp, fish, and wings, alongside soul food sides and new additions to the menu, like turkey tacos and desserts. Located at 13548 Woodward in Highland Park, just north of the Davidson, Lynette's is open for takeaway, noon to 8, Tuesday and Thursday, noon to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, and noon to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Call now, get some Lynette's. Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Thank you very much for being with me today. Got a really interesting subject to talk about today. And of course, it's the organization called the Vietnam Veterans of America. Locally, it is chapter number nine in the BVA chapters across the country. They have been incredibly active over the years at making sure that veterans of this conflict and other conflicts get the benefits that they deserve and the recognition that they deserve for their time serving this nation. My guest today is Paul Palazzolo from chapter nine of the Vietnam Veterans Association. Thank you, sir, for being here today. Again, thanks for your service. Uh, just to let you know, my father served in Vietnam from 1967 to 1968, and uh, I know that that was something that he was incredibly proud of, uh, and and uh, it's it's great that we have organizations like yours out there, sir. Thank you. Thank you for being on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's start with the, the big news that came out recently, uh, and I love this. Uh, you are working with the Community Foundation of Southeast Michigan. You've endowed a $250,000 scholarship, college scholarship for descendants of uh, Vietnam veterans. Uh, talk a little bit about this and why it was necessary. Well, and by the way, here's a copy of the check so everybody can see. <laughs> we just gave it to him last Wednesday. And um, basically is to help Vietnam vets who served in Vietnam for their grandchildren to go to college or for them, for that matter, um, to get to create a better life for their grandchildren. And that was the purpose of it. And it's $250,000. Uh, they go through the South, um, South Michigan uh, educational system to apply for these grants uh, and so that they can go on to college. We've also given $250,000 to Pamela Moore for the city of Detroit for vocational training. Um, and that's working pretty well, too, because many of the jobs here in Detroit are not Detroiters. Um, there's a great need for electricians, pipe fitters. Um, many of the jobs that you know, job sites are not Detroiters are coming from Indiana, Wisconsin. So if Detroit's get better, we have to have those skilled people get those jobs, especially carpenters are very, very lacking in carpenters. Uh, very true. And and uh, this is a big discussion we've been having uh, in the last few years around here about skilled trades and the need for more education there. Because, again, not everybody wants to go to college. Not everybody. That's not their skill set. Um, and, and if you look at, in fact, if we get this infrastructure bill passed in some capacity, uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there. Definitely. Um, Detroit has one third of the land is empty. Um, I actually worked for the planning and development many, many years ago and helped bring casinos to Detroit. And so we have all this land that's empty. Uh, if we can get some things built on it and create jobs, pretty much like what they're doing with Amazon out there at the state fairgrounds and the new Dakota plant over on Van Dyke. Uh, these are things that will help rebuild Detroit. Uh, and well, hopefully with us getting the skills trade um, scholarships, uh, the kids can just go right into the jobs. 
Well, let's let's talk about the state fairgrounds for for a bit because that project actually has created a new project for your organization. Uh, there was a memorial uh, that was on the fairgrounds that has now been dismantled as a result of all the changes that are taking place at the fairgrounds. You're looking to get it moved to Milliken Park, from what I understand, which is along the Riverwalk there in downtown Detroit. Uh, what are the plans there, and and what's the reception been to that idea? Well, everybody's in support of it. We're in the process of raising money. Um, the it's a pylon and it's kind of been stripped naked uh, and it sits at the uh, state fair um, in Woodward Avenue. And it really is kind of disgusting the way they did this, but we have to live with it. Um, they've taken all the plaques. It's a World War One monument and we want to move it to uh, the Millican State Park facing the Detroit River because there are some Canadians plaques on there, too. Um, it's roughly we have to raise about a million dollars. Um, if the if anybody wants to send money, they can say uh, send a check to uh, Relight the Flame, five hundred Temple Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, four eight two zero one, and that'll go into our mailbox at the Masonic Temple. Uh, Chapter nine has moved into the Masonic Temple since we rebuilt a new homeless shelter on Grand River and Canfield from the sale of our homeless shelter at Temple and Woodward. So, you know, that would be a great, great help if we could, could we have roughly about 25 or 30,000 already in the fund. And uh, we're really going to be pushing to uh, raise it to a million. We don't know exactly how much we need because there's going to be maintenance costs. When we built the Vietnam Memorial in Lansing, we put aside $400,000 for maintenance and uh, to cutting the grass. So there would be a larger part of that too maintain the plaque, cut the grasses, and make it look uh, presentable to everybody. Well, I, I want to talk about the importance of memorials like this and, and where they're placed. Because, again, when you had your former headquarters at Woodward and Temple, uh, that was a very visible reminder of, of the sacrifice that, that thousands of people made uh, in Vietnam. And, and when you moved, obviously that visibility is not there. But memorials like this seem to be important, uh, at least in my mind, of reminding people about what others have done uh, for them in this country. And it's important that we do remember that. Are you, are you concerned about uh, our memories fading uh, on exactly what this conflict was about and the cost uh, that it had for so many people? I, definitely. You know, as you go through time, um, wars are kind of put aside. Um, and that's the importance of maintenance uh, and, and building these monuments. Um, our chapter redid all of the flagpoles and Hart Plaza um, just to remind people that uh, how important this city was the arsenal of democracy, for God's sakes. If we don't do and repair all of these monuments, we've helped do uh, these pocket parks that have uh, World War II memorials in them. Uh, um, and if we don't do these, then we seem to forget what the sacrifices that men and women, I want to stress women now are in combat, um, what they've done. We're the voices of the ones that aren't coming back. Let's be honest about all this. And we have to speak for their, for them that they didn't die in vain, for God's sakes. And when you go to Washington and see the, um, the 84,814 names on that wall and the granite, the black granite wall, it hits you. It says, you know, what did we do? You know, what were the sacrifices that we've made? Same with the Korean War. So we have to emphasize that. At our building, I put a murals of... Uh, the Vietnam uh, Monument in Washington, D.C., and also of the nurses 
Um, part of that I paid with my own money. And those murals, the nurses saw it every single day in Vietnam. So uh, my hat's off to the nurses who served in our country um, because they sure did do their duty. Well, I'm amazed, though, at the sort of scope of, of what your organization has taken up over the years. Because, yes, you talk about things like memorials, college scholarships, uh, vocational training, all important. Um, but I think it pales in comparison to some of the advocacy work that the VVA has done over the years for veterans um, and making sure that they get the benefits and the services that they are owed by the U.S. government uh, for the rest of their lives. And and uh, it's not been an easy fight all the time. It's almost like you have to constantly be on guard. And I don't want to sit there and demonize the government on this one, but it has not been easy, has it? No, and the reason why is not everybody serves. Um, I don't believe there's anybody in Washington that's served the combat role today. Um, the simple little fact that we got legislation passed in Michigan that you can't demonstrate at a veteran's funeral. You have to be 400 yards behind a funeral procession. Simple little thing like that that people want to demonstrate behind a veteran, I, I don't understand. He's fighting for your freedoms and uh it's things like that that we've had uh, Miss Dingle and uh, Debbie Stauman out in our bill in our building telling veterans what they're what they're entitled to. What happened during the Vietnam War is you served your time and then you just were left. Okay, go back into society. Well, these men weren't ready to go back into society. They needed mental help. They needed physical help, and uh, we just kind of threw them out there. And so that's been our focal point at chapter nine when we needed masks we stepped to the plate um, bill browning at the va hospital said i need masks we spent thirteen thousand dollars giving them masks for people to come in we paid for people uh for veterans funerals ed tuggle one of our veterans uh um, had a little economic problems and so we paid for his funeral and several others um, we've helped mitch album with detroit rescue uh uh where he gave away a building uh, and a house for a veteran. Well, we helped paint it and cut the grass. These are the things that we've done down there to help the veterans in the, in the Detroit community. Uh, we've had four, four food giveaways. These are 40-pound boxes of food, uh, some 500 pounds, eat, 500 boxes each. Uh, we've given them at Chapter 9 on Woodward and Temple, um, the Coleman Young uh area we've given them there we've given it to uh, several places throughout the city to help veterans I, you know i have to be a little bit concerned though at, at the fact that that we are losing our vietnam veterans at this point in time my father i lost him several years ago um and, and frankly this is you know this is something that happens with you know we watch the the so-called greatest generation uh you know and, and we've seen just there's only a few world war ii veterans left out there and as these numbers dwindle are there people stepping up to carry on the work for your organization? That's one of the things we're working on. Um, I had two uncles that landed on Normandy, and I had six uncles that fought in World War II. Um, my last uncle who landed on Normandy uh, passed away um, last year about this time. Um, he was 100 years old. So I'm, I'm well aware, and we're all aware of, of, of the, the plight of the Vietnam vets. We're passing away at a faster rate than the World War II and Korean vets. Um, because of Agent Orange, we're in the process of trying to establish a new organization, AAVVA, um, which if the state and federal government says that the Vietnam 
organizations have to be shut down. Well, we're going to try to move on forward with another organization, hoping to work with the, the colleges, uh, uh, Wayne State and Mercy and, and uh, um, any college that's willing to come on board and help us move forward. Um, that's been our goal. Well, and, and I'm assuming that you would accept help from just about anybody that wanted to participate in some capacity. Definitely. Anybody that wants to come on board that, that uh, wants to help Vietnam vets uh, uh, and any vet in, in, in particular, because we're opening up to all veterans. Um, if we're going to survive, it can't just be the Vietnam vets. Uh, I don't know how many are left uh, as we, you know, we're losing like 12 a day, I believe it is. But uh, down the line, five or six years from now, um, you know, which makes would make us about 80 years old. Um, that's where the decisions are going to have to be made, uh, which what direction we're going to go and how are we going to go about doing that. Yeah, My guest once again is Paul Palazzolo of the uh, Vietnam Veterans of America, chapter number nine, which represents most of Southeast Michigan. Uh, we appreciate you being with us today. Um, I want to give you an opportunity real quick to talk about some other things that you might have going on, because, again, I, I don't think everybody knows just how many different projects you guys are involved in. It is not just advocacy for veterans issues. Uh, you have been helping to rebuild the community, uh, working hard in the city of Detroit. As you mentioned, of course, you formerly worked uh, with the city government, as did I. Uh, that's it's it's not an easy lift. Uh, so how do you decide which things you want to get involved in? Well, that's a very good question. Most of the time we try to do the human element. Uh, monuments don't help humans. I'll put it that way. You know, people that need a, a roof over the head. So that's our greatest concern, education. Um, we have a Brother Joe ministry, which we, uh, we give all our clothes and he helps veterans. Um, usually in August, we feed the police officers. Then we open up, uh, he has a trailer and we give out clothes to homeless people in the downtown Detroit area. Um, we've been pushing for, uh, the, we have the parade on November 7th. Um, uh, our parade is actually bigger than the Thanksgiving day parade. Um, that parade is on Michigan Avenue and, um, as they finish the train station, that's going to be a great location I visualize that big American flag uh, that once was on Hudson's be on the, on the train station and we can march around that train station. We have about 3000 people in that parade, 1600 uh, ROT students. And when you see these kids marching, most of these kids are African-American. They don't get a good meal every day. They're most of them uh, um, are, are, their families are fighting to struggle to uh, put uh, food on the table your heart just bleeds. You know, you, you can't help to cry when you see these kids marching. For us, our country, um, that's very important to pass that generation of heritage of democracy back to the next generation, the respect to, to veterans. And that's what we're trying to do with Chapter 9. We have a, you know, we're trying to save the Broadhead Armory. Um, that's another thing. Uh, they're trying to demolish that. And so we're involved in many things in the city of Detroit to bring up the emphasis that um, this is the arsenal democracy. We got this city, our chapter got this city to be a purple heart city. Um, the first one in the country, although Warren kind of argues with us to say they were the first, <laughs> but we had, a, we had it in longer before them. So it's all about uh, pride. It's all about helping veterans in any capacity we can. And also to doing those little inner 60s uh, throughout the city flagpoles and, 
and monuments that we can try to do without spending a lot of money. Well, Paul, one last question for you. Uh, you, you talked about uh, the importance of, of respecting veterans, and obviously uh, Vietnam was a very polarizing conflict in this country. And there's been, you know, we're talking about 50 years now of 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 reaction to this. And, and I'm wondering how you have sensed whether or not there's a change in the way that people look at Vietnam veterans over the course of the last decade and a half or so. There's been some changes. Um, I see people come up when I wear my jacket. I didn't wear my jacket. Uh, when I came back and then I finally did start wearing my jacket and people come up and say, thank you. Um, and when I see uh, veterans, uh, I'm constantly going up to them and say, thank you to try to make them feel good. Um, I personally paid for a banner at the, uh, at the Metro airport, welcoming back our veterans. That was like 25 or 30 years ago. And then we started the welcome center at the, uh, um, at the, at the airport. So these are the things that we have to do to just a little thank you. Um, I've bought um, lunch for veterans when I see them and then walk out and let them figure out who bought them lunch. It's just caring about them because there's 350 million people in this country and only 1% serve 1% out of 350 million. We're in 164 nations around the world. Ships leave, ships come. You know, my daughter served on the USS Kennedy in the Saipan and Iwo Jima, and women are now serving. A little thing of saying thank you isn't going to hurt anybody. Well, we certainly appreciate you uh, being with us today and and uh, your contributions and your organization's contributions to the community. It's it's not a small deal at all. In fact, it's been very, very beneficial for a whole lot of people. And I want to give you an opportunity real quick to remind folks if they want to contribute to the funds of the various things that you have going on. Again, give them that address again, and they can also find you online as well. They can set any contributions for Relight the Flame, uh, Millican State Park. It's a War One monument to 500 Temple in care of Chapter 9. Uh, the checks have to be made out to relight the flame. Chapter 9, 500 Temple, that's 48201 in downtown Detroit. Very good, sir. Paul, we appreciate your time. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Looking for the latest news and information about our great city of Detroit? Head to DeadlineDetroit.com for one-stop shopping for the most important stories of the day. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in town, providing original reporting, videos, and podcasts that keep you in the know about everything happening in Detroit. Become a member today, and you'll automatically be entered into a drawing for prizes, including gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Go to DeadlineDetroit.com membership.